Blog Talk Radio. In your face, all over the place. We're online 24-7-24-7. You're listening to the hottest internet station. Hey, 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 it's your girl, Nina Capone. You already know it's in the streets radio, and we're about to get it popping tonight. If you haven't been on my in the streets radio page or my Nina Capone page on Facebook, of course, you'll know that tonight we have a special guest, Mr. Steve Bluestein or Bluestein. I could be messing that up. I'm sure he will let me know. And he is the author. Well, previously, previously he was a comedian. Well, he's still a comedian, and I'm going to let him get into this. A lot more than I can give it to you like this. But I'm going to bring him on the line shortly. I'm going to give him a call, see if we can get this, this interview going. But just, just a little background. The name of his book, he's an author, and the name of his book is It's So Hard to Type with a Gun in My Mouth. Now, of course, you you guys know I am that uh, I'm curious. I'm like Curious George. And, of course, this, this just took me by surprise. Like, well, where did that come from? So I'm going to definitely go ahead and bring Steve on the line, and he's going to give you some background on that. And we're going to, if you want to ask questions, feel free to do so. Holler at me, 646-649-1047. It's your girl, Nina Capone, and I'm going to bring Steve on the line right now. Hello. Well, hello. Perfect. How are you? I'm awesome. How are you? I'm great. So good to to speak with you. I've been looking forward to this. Oh, and it's great to have you on In the Streets. Have you In the Streets? And you're in Philly right now, mainly. Oh. <laughs> Most of our listeners here are Philadelphians. Cool. So this is going to be awesome. And I was trying to give them a little bit of background on you. Yeah. Of course, I'm going to jack it up because you're like a jack of all trades. So you yeah. can just give us a little bit of background. Let us know who you are, where you're from. Well, and- let's see. I started doing stand-up in 1971 when there was only one comedy club in the United States. And I then went uh, on the road as a stand-up comedian opening for uh, the late Donna Summer and Barry Manilow and Melissa Manchester and and, uh, Frankie Valli. And I worked mainly in Las Vegas and, uh, you know, in like the large venues, uh, and then the those opening act spots kind of closed up, and they started using co-headliners, like Joan Rivers would work with the Smothers Brothers, and there'd be no opening act. So right. I then transitioned over into the comedy clubs where I, where I came in as a headliner, and for about 15 or 20 years, I was a headliner on that circuit working – every comedy club in the United States. Wow, I, wow. Yeah, I, I then could no longer stand to be on the road, so I uh, became a writer, and I wrote television. I wrote sitcoms for NBC and ABC and and uh, the Playboy Channel and was a producer for Fox uh, sitcoms. Not new. Wow. Not Fox News. <laughs> not the news. You're not the bad guy. Not the news. <laughs> <laughs> not not those jerks, but for the sitcom. I wrote a sitcom for them. Yeah. And uh, and then uh, I sort of started cutting back, and I, I decided that I would start writing what I wanted to write. And so I wrote started writing plays, and I wrote seven plays. Wow. Um, and my final chapter being... I decided that I should write all my adventures down, and I wrote this book. It's so hard to type with a gun in my mouth. Well, so course. that's me. <laughs> I love it. And then on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I had so many questions like before, and it's so funny because the, the title itself is just a seller. It's well, just... <laughs> here's, here's how I got the title. I live in California in the hills. And uh, I had moved into a house, and about two years later, remember when we had all those heavy, heavy rains in Los Angeles? Yeah. yeah. Well, the lady who lives on the hill above me, her swimming pool gave way and sent 60,000 gallons of water down the hill (laughs) into my house. And it destroyed my office, literally destroying every videotape, picture, review. It was like my career was wiped out. 
Wow. And I was extremely depressed. It destroyed two bedrooms and a bathroom and my office. And I was completely depressed. And my manager called, knowing that it was important to keep me busy. He said to me, Steve, are you writing? And I said, yes, I'm writing, but it's so hard to type with a gun in my mouth. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And he said and, to me, and that's the title of your book. And that's wow. where, that, that's where wow. that came from. And that and that's awesome. That's like, okay, that's a great, 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 great story. Wow. And, you know, people call, they, they've they been contacting me and say, hey, Nina, who is this guy? What, yeah, right. Hi, where did he get this? And I'm like, you got to read it. Grab the book. Give it a read. Check it out. <laughs> And Did you read it? Were you not, able to read any I got of it? Through a, my, my door, I have a 17-year-old who yeah. fell in love with the title, and yeah. I, I didn't get it back yet. <laughs> All right. Does she like it? She loves it. She's like, really? Mom, like, she's probably upstairs tuned in right now, if I'm not mistaken, because she's like, oh, oh you're going to interview her now? She was re- really, really excited. So well, I feel you know, that's good. <laughs> you know, being a stand-up comedian for all those years, I'm like used to standing on stage saying a word, and then hearing the audience's reaction right away. Right. With with the book, I put it on a paper. It gets published. The book goes to your house. You read it. I don't know if you're laughing or if you're or, – or, you know, I don't know. I'm hearing six months later. And so I decided to set up a page on Facebook. There's a page on Facebook for It's So Hard to Type with a Gun in My Mouth. And people have been writing their comments yes. about their their experience <laughs> with the book. And I, I, Nina, I am blown away. the The response is universal. People love this book. I don't understand it. You know, well, it's just my it's just my life. But that's what makes it so unique. I mean, I actually went on and checked out the comments immediately once I got off the phone with you when we first right. spoke. And I was like, wow, this must be a really good book. And, you know, I put it on the website and I said, well, I want to, you know, get some more reviews from it. And the people who actually kind of started it already are like, yo, this is good. And and it, it sounds like it's a good read. I can't wait to I actually snatch my iPad back from my daughter and get uh, into it. <laughs> oh, but that's great. That I makes know it's going to be some time. Do you yeah. know, it's like a Christmas present for me because, you know, most people, like in show business, they have like these huge egos and they're really, you know, hey, it's all about me. I'm not like that. I'm like the most insecure, uh, self-deprecating person on the face of the earth. So right. if you tell me you like my book, I don't go, why, thank you very much. I go, really? You really liked it? Like right. I'm so surprised that anybody likes my book. And, That's um, awesome. Yeah, well, you know, when my to give you an idea why I'm like that, when I as I was writing this book, it started to become a very cathartic experience for me. And it, I tell everyone it's like an inventory in Alcoholics Anonymous. I just started <laughs> putting I just started putting everything down. And some of the things were family things that some of my family members were not happy to have made public. And mm-hmm. They disowned me, you know, and my mother actually called me up and said, why did you write a book? No one cares about your life. <laughs> Which you is know. in the first chapter. I did get that far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm not lying. And, no. and, and so I, you know, so when someone who doesn't know me or doesn't know my history and reads the book and just likes the book for the for the value of just reading a good book, it right. just it's like the best present I could have. And it is it's I mean, just like as far as I got and I did get all that the details of the family and everything and I was like, Wow, they're gonna kill him <laughs> <laughs> I think that was really it was really creative to actually uh incorporate that. I think all families I'm actually working on a book myself secretly and I'll never yeah. get done. And I'm like the thing, and I'm like I have to withdraw, and I'm like, and when I read the, that first paragraph, <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, this is what's gonna happen to me as soon as I drop this book. I mean, it's gonna be my son's <laughs> gonna go crazy. So let yeah. me let me ask, do, do you have a specific writing style? Um, well, you know, I write because I was a stand-up. I write like I talk. So when you read the book, and what I'm, what people are telling me. They're saying to me, it's like you're right here in the room with me telling me the story. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so the style 
I didn't. I I didn't know I had a style. You know, that's how that's how right, self-deprecating right. <laughs> I am. I didn't know I had a style. But there is this comedy writer out here by the name of uh, Rich Ross, and he fell in love with the book. He just he, he and I, Ross and I, worked on a couple of television shows out here together. We became friends, and he then started posting on Facebook in my style. And oh. I I wrote him and I said, it's unbelievable. I mean, you've really captured this style. And he said, that's because there is a definite style to the book, and it's easy to you know, it's easy to easy. to copy. Right, right. And it's an easy read. I mean, just that, for my daughter to grab it. Thing. She's like, mom, you you can just flow with it, and I can't wait to hear her real feedback on the book because she's it's really getting her to kind of like push through and read and you know. You have to force kids nowadays, but with a title like that, you'll never have to force. Them. Well, you know, you know what's so wonderful. You know what's so wonderful to hear that a seventeen-year-old loves it as much as the fifty-year-olds. That right, to me right. is like the. <laughs> I'm telling you, you're giving me Christmas presents here. But <laughs> well, I, I had a woman in Japan contact me because you know, with the internet now, everything is universal. Yeah. And this woman in Japan wrote me, and she said. I read your book. I have never laughed so hard in my life. And I wrote her back and I said, do you mean to tell me that you understood the humor in my book in Japan? He said, she said, absolutely. It's universal. Wow. It's, she says, we're all the same. We all have the same concerns. She And she is now trying to translate it into Japanese for me. Oh, nice, nice. That and that would be awesome, definitely. Wow. See how, and like you said, right now, everything is, with the internet, everything is universal, you know, and that's, you don't know who's going to hear this, and they're going to be like, wow, let me check him out. So it's going to be like. Well, you know, I have people in England, in Australia, in Canada, Mexico, Nova Scotia, uh, Japan, France, Italy, they have Italy. I got a letter from a guy in Milan telling me it's the funniest book he's ever read. Wow. I, I, and I said, he's a doctor. He's a liver transplant specialist. He called and said, I never loved a book so much ever. And I, I said, I, 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 yeah, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. You know, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. You know, little old me wrote a book. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Well, you never know. You never underestimate yourself. Apparently, you are great at what you do. <laughs> well, you know what? I, 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 ever since I was a child, uh, I had this genetically engineered <laughs> sense of humor. I got it from my father, and I just see the world a little differently than everybody else. And I see the humor in everything. For instance, when... Sandy hit New York. I was watching the the um, victims talking on the news, and I turned to a friend and I said, "You know, when Katrina happened, those people sounded like victims. Oh my God, we have no water. It's just horrible." I said, "The people in New York, they all sound like perks. Hey, we got no water here. What the hell's going on?" And I got hysterical because they didn't sound like victims. Right, right. New Yorkers never do. <laughs> they never. They sound like you know. If you don't get, if I don't get electricity, I'm gonna kill somebody. Exactly. That's the tone of all New Yorkers. Yeah. Shout out to all my New Yorkers listening. <laughs> yeah. I and believe me, nobody loves New York more than I do. I, I, I when I, I was raised in Boston, but I moved. As soon, I, I say when I graduated college, I threw my cap in the ground on the air. By the time it hit the ground, I was living in New York. Wow! I, and there are the book is filled with New York stories. Oh. My heart is in New York, and and uh, uh, it's where I it's I was raised in Boston, but I grew up in New York. If you know gotcha. what I mean, exactly. And that's what I think my daughter likes. She loves New York. So I think I'm going to get that message out of her, too. Oh, good. <laughs> I, I, would, I would love to hear what she has to say. Oh, too. definitely. I'll let her reach out to you so we can definitely, you know, you guys can go, ahead right, and go yeah, back and forth. Oh, yeah, she can email me. Definitely, definitely. So is there, like, a specific message that you wanted your, your readers to grasp when reading your book? Yeah, well, you know what? I think it's on the very last page of the book, and it says, 
I just want you to know that if I could get through my life, then you can get through yours. Nice. And we're all in this together. Nice. And, and that's exactly because, I mean, I once had a shrink say to me, why you're not in an institution <laughs> making belts is beyond me. He said, you should be, with your history and your family and your your parents, what they've done to you, you should be not able to stand. And wow. he said, you're a survivor. And, I, and so, you know, it's like when the mudslide happened, I, I, there was a period of when I was in shock, you know, because there was like a grieving period because right. because I lost all... It was like my entire career was wiped out. It was like it was like God was saying, "This is not important." You know, right. the career is not important. There are other things that are important. And I and Tom Dreesen once told me, "Take lemons and make lemonade." There you go. And so and so I that's what I tried to do. So I rebuilt the house because I I I had flood insurance and I the, great. We re, yeah, we rebuilt the house and it was better than it was before and I you know I tried to find the best in everything you know in everything wow wow I mean your story is awesome I mean it it can really inspire a lot of the artists that are out here whether they're comedians I have a lot of friends who's going to listen to this that are comedians that are out there that are struggling going through the the real life you know so this is really going to really influence them a lot and you know we all thank you for that being artists because I'm an artist too so I'm not a a funny comedian or anything just yet but I'm working on that too (laughs) so let me ask how much of the book is realistic 100% of the book is absolutely verbatim from my life true. Wow. The whole whole story about going to Paris and losing my tooth and trying (laughs) to find it. Did you read that one? Yeah, got that far, yep. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That's all 100, with the maid and and being thrown out of her, all true. (laughs) Taking my mother to Australia, all true. Wow. I mean, uh, the the um, that particular story is like infamous amongst my friends because whenever we're in a group and there's somebody new, somebody will say, "Steve, tell you, tell tell so and so about taking your mother to Australia," <laughs> and then I tell this story and everyone laughs, even though they've heard it 35 times because it's such an ironic, you know, it's such yeah, what nobody could. Yeah, no one could believe that this could actually happen. Well, a few stories I read already, I was like, oh, you know, I have to ask if this is realistic or did he just exaggerate some of this? No, 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 no. It's it, it's real. No, there are jokes. You know, there are right, jokes right, right. in the in the dialogue because I I talk in jokes. You right. know, you know what right. I mean. That I I I think in jokes. So as I'm writing, the jokes just come out. Um, but. Um, well, the I think stories that it makes are it all easy true. Read. It makes it an easy read. It makes you want to kind of get to the next page and see, right, well, right. what is he talking about next? <laughs> I mean, yeah. So it's a, it's a really it's a good read, good read. So have you had, I mean, what books, what actually influenced, I know you just had, you were influenced to write this book, but is there any books that you've already read that influenced you, well, you mostly know, in gonna, your life? This is going to surprise you. Are you already ready? Yeah. I am. I am severely dyslexic. And reading is extremely hard for me. As a matter of fact, I the book sat in my drawer for three years because I couldn't proofread it. Oh. I couldn't get myself to sit down and read the 311 pages. And finally, I just said, oh, what the hell with it, and I just published it. With the, And I realized when I published it that there were no page numbers, and then I realized there were like, 500 spelling errors, and as people were reading it, they'd say, you know, there's an error, and I would correct it. So I don't read as much as wow. I miss the, I miss reading. I can't do it. I learn everything visually, and that means I sit in front of the television and watch the Discovery Channel and the PBS and, wow. <laughs> and, and and the Science Channel and all those channels and everything I learn I learn by 
by watching because when I was in college, I had a problem of listening to the professor and writing the notes. And then one one year I just gave up. I said, I'm not, I can't do it anymore. I just can't do it. Wow. And I just sat there and listened to the professor without writing notes. Hmm. Well, came final time, I remembered everything. Wow. I remember, I retained everything. But when I was trying to write and listen, doing two things at once, I couldn't do it. So I've I've trained myself, um, you know, like when I, when I would get on a TV show and I'd have a secretary or an assistant, I'd say to her, look, I'm severely dyslexic and uh, this is going to be your job. You're going to have to catch my mistakes because I can't. Right. It's not right. that I'm lazy. It's not like I was told as a child. It's not that I'm lazy. It's not that I'm stupid as I was told as a child. Right. But what I am is learning impaired, and you're going to have to help me. And I've just learned to, you know, to be honest about it and tell people, and people understand. You know, yeah. like, yeah, uh, like when, uh, like, um, let's say I'm talking to tech support, and they're talking to me, and they say, "Open the back of the, open the back of the computer, and do X, Y, and Z." And what I hear in my head is, "Open the back of the computer, and." And ironically enough, there, I that's what I do for a living. <laughs> what tech support? You would drive me insane. I work for Comcast, and if your oh. cable ever goes down, don't call us. I'll tell you what drives me insane when you, when you call when you call tech support and you oh Lord thank you my name is Todd and I will be helping you today. What is the problem with your computer? Where are you, Todd? Oh, I am in Chicago. Yeah, and I'm in Beirut. Right. Right. Exactly. Well, see now as you call Comcast, you only get me. So. Yeah, that's most, great. Most people. I did get a review back recently, and the lady said, um, "You're." You're, we have a language barrier, and I'm like, wow. <laughs> was I using my accent when I spoke to her? Like, I'm like okay. I, I don't know, girl. I can understand you fine. I can understand I you fine. You, I tell you, I said it was a it was a good review. My my supervisor thought it was hilarious, and he's like, yeah. hey, no accents today. And I'm like, all right, I'll keep it clean. I'll keep okay. it clean. <laughs> so, um. Is there any, like, entities, companies, just outside of your family that, that really supported you, really pushed you to move forward with writing? Well, you know, um, yes, there there is absolutely, with writing, there absolutely was. There is a writer's workshop in Los Angeles called Carol Mora's ba- uh, Pat on the Back Workshop. And Carol Mora is married to Buddy Mora. Now, Buddy Mora is... Robin Williams and uh, Billy Crystal and Robert Klein, uh, their manager. So they they are heavily entrenched in the comedy scene. And Carol runs this writer's workshop. And she said to me, is there anything you've ever wanted to write? And I said, well, I have this idea for a play, but I'm really not smart enough to write it. And I just, you know, and she said, oh, you're probably right. You're probably not smart enough to write it. But what I want you to do is I want you to go home and I want you to write one scene. So I said to myself, well, I can write one scene. Sure. So I, <laughs> right. I went home, I wrote one scene. She says, okay, now write the next scene. So I wrote the next scene. Well, she did this until finally I had a full act. And wow. once I saw that I had a full act, I had self-confidence and I could write the rest of the play. That play was Rest in Pieces, and that was the play that was uh, optioned for Broadway. Hmm. So, wow. Yeah, and so I, I have been in that class now 10 or 15 years. I go every Wednesday, and uh, I, I, it's, it, and like Carol will give me Carol will give me an assignment to write. So about a year ago, she gave me an assignment about the fight. Okay, oh. so I wrote this 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 play called "How to Kill Your Mother Without Really Trying," a comedy by a resentful son, Part One A. That wow. was the title, and it was this. It was 
Nina, it was the funniest thing I have ever written in my life. And I threw it away. You know, I mean, I just, it was like this thing. I, they, I brought it into class. They, they, we bring in actors and they act. The people were convulsing. They were laughing so hard. So I wow. did a couple of staged readings here in town because I figured, well, maybe I got something here. Right. They got standing ovations. The reading. Wow. So now we're looking for a theater here in L.A. to do a production of it, and I'm hoping nice. there's a theater in Beverly Hills that's interested in one in in the NoHo section of Los Angeles that's also interested. So I'm nice. hoping that 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 happens. Oh, it definitely will for you. We'll we'll keep our our fingers crossed on this side and keep everything. I know you will. That's awesome. Especially when I come out to L.A., I can come check everybody out because well, yeah, I'm coming you, out, definitely. When you come out, you let me know, and, and we'll have lunch or something. Definitely, definitely. So if you had to do it all over again, right. the, if we're going to just start, I mean, you, you've done so much. But if you had to do it all over again, what would you change? Well, let's see. You know, uh, it's very that's a wonderful question. When I first started into show business, you know, I was a buyer for the May Company, an assistant buyer, and I got fired from the job, and I got, I decided, well, what the hell, I'm just going to do it, and I got into doing stand-up, um, but obviously in the beginning you're not successful and you can't support yourself, so you have to take a job. Right. I took a job with Alan Landsberg Productions as a messenger. I mean, that's how far back it was. I was their messenger. And Alan uh, said to me, Steve, learn, watch and learn. And I was, uh, they got me into the union. They gave me scripts to read. I became a script reader for them and discovered wow. quite a few people. And I was on my way up, and but my ego at that point wanted, I wanted to be a star, quote, unquote. So I <laughs> left. To go on the road, you know. Yeah. I left, and if I had stayed with them, I probably would have had a very wonderful life as a producer in town here. And it's a regret, but it's not a regret because, right, right. You know, I I regret not being with those people who are still friends to this day, and uh, I, I I had wonderful experiences on the road. I also had. Horrific experiences on the road. I mean, I'm sure, <laughs> you know, with with opening acts that you know you you weren't sure you're going to end up alive in the morning because they were <laughs> right. they were alcoholics and oh my god, you have no idea right. what it's like on the road. <laughs> I grew no up on idea. a road. I grew up on a road actually from 13 oh. to 17. <laughs> so I had musician parents. Oh and, no, yeah. really? Oh no, <laughs> from London to Pennsylvania. <laughs> That's a oh. stretch. Oh, oh God! Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine we were probably I know. one of your old acts. <laughs> you're, you're on the, you're on the, you're in the hotel all the time. Then you go home and you go, oh my God, look at how big the soap is! What? Right. Look, you mean towels come in colors? Oh my God! You know. <laughs> yes, you you do appreciate home. I think that's why I'm a homebody now. I really like. Yeah, being I am. A home. I am. <laughs> I am such a homebody. It's as a matter of fact, it's it's a standing joke with my friends because you know all my friends are in shows and stuff and they invite me and I don't go because I don't leave the house and uh, I, I I posted on uh, Facebook that Bank of America you can now deposit checks from your iPhone <laughs> at home and I said I never have to leave the house again <laughs> you know what and that's so bad because it's like you could do everything I'm, I, I actually grocery shopped online and yeah. I said you know what you're just lazy. Just get up and go. I had to force myself, but the groceries were better when they delivered them for some reason. Well, I'm you know, I have to get to work. I, <laughs> I, I tried. I did. Tr I tried that, but with my dyslexia, having to go through all those lists of yes. foods, it was like, oh, just shove a pencil in my eye. So it's in that case, it's easier to go out. You know, like a hunter gatherer. I go right. to I go to Ralph's and I get my food. Oh wow! So, is there anything that you're finding like challenging now when you're when you're trying to write, or you're you're writing a play or a script, or you're just just well, writing, I, starting a new book? I have to uh, I have to have complete silence. 
complete okay. silence. And so I, I lock myself in the office, and the only time that I write now is at like 5 o'clock in the morning or 2 o'clock in the morning when it's completely quiet, there's no distractions. And I also write, I'm a contributing writer on um, the comic strip, Shoe, S-H-O-E, Shoe. And I have to submit seven gags a day. So I get up at like 5 o'clock in the morning and I write those seven gags a day and send them in. And then I'll, like today, uh, I don't know if you know who Pat Proft is, but Pat Proft was one of my friends who started with me at the comedy store and he went on to write movies like Airplane and Top Gun. And Hot Shots and Police Academy (laughs) and all those Zucker comedy films were written by Pat Proft. Well, Pat read the book and said, Steve, I love this book so much. He said, it's a movie. We have to write it. So Pat and I are writing it. I just got off the phone. I just got off the phone with him. He said, now here's what we need to do tomorrow. I said, look, I can't write until 6 o'clock tomorrow morning. And surprisingly enough, he said, that's so funny because I can't write till 2 o'clock tonight. You know, you can't. (laughs) So that's that's the answer to that question. Wow, wow. So do do you, well, I know you said you're home a lot, but do you travel any at this time to promote the book or anything? Well, I yes, I do. I've been doing book readings, which have been an absolute hoot for me. Nice. I just went in Boston, and a hundred people showed up. I was, I was blown away. Not only was I blown away, but as I was reading, people were laughing, and it's like, I know it's, it, I know if you don't understand, if you're not a comedian, you don't understand this. But it was so strange for me. I just that I could be standing reading a book and have people laughing at what I was reading. Right. But I went to Emerson College, and I was taught at Emerson oral interpretation. So mm-hmm. as I'm reading, I'm able to interpret it like a sto- like like telling a story. Right. So right. I guess people get into it like it's a performance. So I, I, I do that, and once a year I, I will go on a cruise and – I I don't I I don't even believe I just said those words out of my <laughs> mouth because I was never a person who would want to go with the masses someplace. Right. But after the earthquake, it was so traumatic and it was so it was six months of hell. It was reconstruction. It was you know living with furniture piled up to the ceiling and mud up to my knees literally Yikes. up to my knees and 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 uh people coming in to dry out the house it was hell it was hell i i turned to a friend and i said when this is house is done i'm going on a vacation i have earned it <laughs> and the very next day i got a postcard from crystal cruise lines that said we're having a sale well my little jewish genes went out of their minds a cruise on sale so I had I don't know who Crystal Cruise Lines was. I had never heard of them. I didn't know. All I know is I wanted to get out of L.A. So I went on this cruise. I had the best time I have ever had in my life. <laughs> nice. You know, you go to sleep in France. You wake up in Spain. It's wow. unbelievable. <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> you know, and I went to Turkey. I went to Greece. I saw the Acropolis. I, I went. Uh, I went to – then on another trip, I went to uh, – uh, St. Petersburg and Russia and and uh, Oslo and I mean I've been and then wow. I went through the Panama Canal. I've just had the best time and so I'll go once a year. You know I'll right. I'll go on a cruise and see something that I haven't seen before. That's my goal is to see something I haven't seen before. Well, that's relaxing. That's something good to do. Definitely, definitely something to do. Yeah, and definitely. get you out the house. <laughs> get you well, out of- even. Even yeah, gets gets me way out of the house. Exactly. Even in the even in the, even in the book, it says in the in the foreword that I was on a cruise when I wrote the book, and that's the truth. I had brought my computer with me on the trip, and I was taking all my notes and combining them into the book that is that you have in front of you today. Wow. That's when I that's when I did it because it was two weeks, 
and it was I was alone and it was quiet. I would sit on the balcony of my of my room and I would just write and get you know get it all out there. Nice. Now I have to ask. I mean, I I looked at the cover and I said, okay, this is very basic. Who came up with the design of the cover? You're talking to him right here. Nice. I want <laughs> I want I wanted it to be as simple as possible, and I thought the name was so unique that it should pop off the page. So I took a plain white page and dark brown letters, and that's all you see is the title. And people are telling me that they'll they'll have the book and they'll be reading it, and someone will be across from them and saying, "What is that book about?" Because the right. letters is so you know is so big. And, and, it, and it is, and that's one of the things I've seen on it. And I was like, wow, this is interesting. Just the whole, you know, a lot of people are going with a lot of designs and colors, and yours just kind of popped out. And it was like, Right, oh. it's brown and white. And, um, uh, you know, it's available if they want to buy a hardcover, you know, a real, like a real book, right. or a paperback, they go to lulu.com, L-U-L-U.com. Or if they have a Kindle, they go to amazon.com or kindle.com. Or if they have a Nook, they go to barnesandnoble.com and they can, you know, download them for it's like eight ninety nine or something. Right. <clears throat> yeah, because all of that information is definitely posted on the website, so it's industriesradio.com. Everything's there, there with all your links too. So everyone that listens to the interview, they're gonna say, "Hey, Nina, where do I find that?" And I can definitely point them there so they can grab that book. And oh, of course, my great. daughter and her friends, maybe they'll make it a class read. I'm pretty interested. I would love that. Listen, I'll come into Philadelphia. Philadelphia, I'll come into Philadelphia and 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 talk. If, if I they will do. definitely. I mean, and it, it's quite interesting just for your from your travels to being a comedian and your family life that the kids are, you know, they're reading something that's, you know, something that's grabbing their attention. Because when you're dealing with teenagers, <laughs> everything is out of the window. They can care yeah, less. really. And and you know what else is funny? I said somebody else asked me, well, how would who would you recommend this book to? And I say, oh, I'd recommend it to anyone who wants to have a read a book with four letter words on every page. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know what though? They love it. I mean, I'm, I'm I, so I'm looking at her read the book. You know, and you 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 give it to a kid who hates to read. Yeah. And you're like, okay, she's not going to read it. And I'm like, hey, check this out for me. And she checks yeah. it out, and she never gives it back. And I'm like, hey, did you did you uh, get lost with my my book there? And she's like, no, it's really good. I just want to continue to read it. And my girlfriend wants to download a copy, and I'm like, nice. Nice. Okay. Well, just don't, here's the deal. Just don't let her give it out because if it gets if those kids get it, it'll go. Everybody will get it for oh, free. Oh no, no, they're they're downloading. And, and, and Daddy needs a new pair of shoes here. I know that's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I absolutely. Know. I am not I doing know this for my health, if you hey, know what I mean. Look, and I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still selling CDs out of my trunk. What are you talking about? <laughs> God Almighty! I never saw. Listen, the, this Boston reading—they wanted me to bring like fifty books. Well, do you know how much fifty books weigh? It's like two hundred pounds. I so I I had to ship them to Boston, and so they would be there because you know if I took it on the plane, it would be another twenty-five bucks. Right. So uh, uh, I, when I got to Boston, I talked to the people. I looked at the people, and I said, "Now listen." You people have got to buy these books because I am not taking them back to L.A. on the plane. You have to buy them. And I'll be goddamned if if we didn't sell everything but six wow. books. Wow. And, uh, I, I, and I, was, I was blown away. And people were so nice. You know, they everybody asked for an autograph. You know, you know I'm just, I'm not used to that. You're you know? so humble. <laughs> you are well, so I, humble. <laughs> I try. I try. That's awesome. So, so uh, Steve, did you learn anything from, like, from writing your book? Like, just from the experience itself, what did, what did you learn? What did you well, get Well, I learned that I, and I say this in the book, I learned that I am a writer. I, I I started the book by saying I don't know if I'm a writer. Right. I don't know if if you'll read this book and think it's any good. I don't know. And by the end of the book, I realized that I am a writer. It's what I do. And I always thought that I would be a comedian, a verbal communicator. Right. I never thought I would be a communicator via the written word. Right. And and I find. 
that I love that so much more that I'm able to express myself so much easier in, with the written word because when you're standing on stage and you're saying it, I, there's, I have this fear of rejection, you know, that at any moment that I'll be rejected by the right. audience. Right. But when you put it on the page and you send it out, it kind of makes you fearless because you don't see the reaction. Now, right, people, right. May, people may not like the book, but I don't see that. But what I do see are all the people who do like it because they contact me. The one, no one's going to call me and say, "Oh, this book really eats right. it." Right? You know, <laughs> You're not gonna, you know but I hear, I hear, the, I hear, the, I hear the good, I hear the the good reply, and and so I've learned. If, if you ask me what I learned, I learned that I'm a writer. Nice, nice. So, do you have any advice for other writers? Yes, the, my advice is you must write every day. It's it's a muscle. It has to be it has to be exercised. You have to write every day, and you have to join some kind of workshop where you are supported. Now, there's a lot of workshops where they take glee in saying, "Well, that's horrible." That's if you ever get into a workshop like that, leave immediately because wow. that's not how you nurture a talent. You nurture a talent by by pointing out the good that they've done and then and then gently nudging them into correcting the mistakes that they've made that's what carol does and nice. Nice. everybody needs to get into a workshop who wants to be a writer Nice. Now, that's, that's good information out there for the listeners. I mean, I have a few other uh, up-and-coming artists um, and authors as well who will be coming on the show actually probably next week, and that's yeah. great advice for them because you are, like, very, very experienced. So I did, you know, reach out to them and say, hey, check out this guy. He's coming on. You can get a lot of information out of him. So we're sucking your dry here. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, no. and it, it's awesome, though. I do appreciate it because it's, well, it's, it's a it's really a struggle for some people who just started writing, like me. I only got to page one of my book. <laughs> oh. Well, you know, all you have to do is write a page a day, and in one year you have 365 pages. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. You know, you know, if if you if you look at at a book, like how can I ever get to the end? You'll never get to the next page. Right. What you have to do is get to the next page. So right. you just write. I mean, my goal when I was writing was ten ten pages a day, and okay. and so I would do that, and then you know, in a month I had three hundred pages. Wow! And I'm I'm going to start that. I'm going to take your advice, and you're going to be my mentor. So when I get well, my interview, I, I can shout you out. <laughs> well, I have to tell you, I've done a lot of radio shows, and I've I've been interviewed a lot, and you are a joy to talk to. It's oh. like we you and I have never met, but it's like we're old friends. It's like I know. <laughs> there's some there's some some people just have that ease of chat and your questions are smart and uh it, it's it's really great. I mean, there's one guy who interviewed me and you know, he would ask a question, I would answer it and then there'd be like this 10-minute pause <laughs> where where I'm wondering did he commit suicide while I was talking, <laughs> or, you know. Did he get it? Is he registered? Did he get it? I, and, <laughs> And and you know and as it, and you know you laugh and you 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 know you you make the the person who you're talking to feel comfortable, which is is a gift. It's really a gift. Oh, thank you very much. Well, it's definitely a pleasure to talk to you. I mean, you're you're easy to talk to. You're like my second uh, right now. Because <laughs> I'm not paying you, so you know don't don't think you're gonna get a check out of this. <laughs> That's my comedy coming out. See, having to me. It's deep down inside, though. <laughs> uh, everybody's a comedian. <laughs> So, so Steve, do you have anything specific that you wanted to say to your readers out there? Yes, buy the book right now. What are you <laughs> waiting for? <laughs> awesome. We're going to push that. Nina Capone is behind you. I'm definitely going to stand behind you and push the book. I love the book so far, you know, and I'm going to get through it. I'm definitely going to get through it. And All right. You know, and I'm going to give you some feedback. I'm going to go to your Facebook page, so you'll see Industries Radio join your page soon. And yeah, anybody, anybody uh, can join my page. I, nice. I, I, you know, I, I once said to a friend, if Hitler asked to be my friend on Facebook, I say, sure, <laughs> come on. What do I? So, and I, you know, I'm, I'm not. Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't uh, limit the number of people who can be my 
my friend. Mm-hmm. And everybody who has to be a friend is a friend. They're not like on some kind of governed uh, friendship where they only get so much stuff. They get everything from me. Nice, nice, nice. And so you're like me as an artist. That's how I am. I'm just so friendly. I jump off the stage. My security looks at me like I'm crazy. Like, you know, you can't do that. And I'm yeah, like, I right. love people. <laughs> Well, I don't know about loving people. I've met some pretty rotten ones. <laughs> I, you know, I like those better than the others. Sometimes I oh, like, really? I like, per, I like personality. Those, you know, those hard to deal with people. But you know, I'm a psychology major, so I think that's my challenge. Oh, I, see. I see. Yeah, yeah. So you know, you get out there, you deal with the people who who claim to hate the world, and you know, you can turn them around, make them smile. Turn them around, yeah. Well, stop yeah. working on some Republicans, will you? <laughs> That's my that's my lifetime goal, yeah. I'm gonna start there. <laughs> we'll All see right, what good. With, then you'll All get right. ten books out of me. Good we'll luck. <laughs> it's been a pleasure speaking with you this evening. Yes, it has been a pleasure speaking with mention? you. Um, I do have everything up on the web. That's gonna remain up there for another month. Yeah. And so we're gonna keep everything up and keep pushing people your way. Hopefully, we'll get the schools to pick it up here. Um, I'm a big part of a, di- a bunch of different organizations here, and I will right. I will keep your name just rolling off my tongue there because well, I think you are awesome. Well, thank you so much. I, I you know I love doing book readings and I love doing book clubs. So if people want me to come, as long as as long as you got people, I'll be there. And right. like again, I said. The book's available on lulu.com, on amazon.com, and on barnesandnoble.com. And it's, the title is It's So Hard to Type with a Gun in My Mouth. Awesome, awesome. And I will be getting to that hopefully by the end of this week and getting that knocked out myself. And, All again, right. I want to thank you. You enjoy the rest of your evening. I'm going to play you a few slow jams I w- here. <laughs> I wish you could see the smile on my face right now. You're just you a joy. Awesome. Well, I will follow up with you by email once in a while just okay. to check on you and definitely we'll give you feedback on the book. Oh, and we definitely will be friends. And I'll be coming okay. to LA. My best friend's out there, and he mm-hmm. does play. So maybe we can slide you some tickets and bring you out as well. Ooh, what's his name? His name is Ron Young. You can actually check him out on Facebook as well. He just did like oh, I a. Think I, well, I think I know Ron Young. You probably. I think I do. He's he awesome. Is he awesome? Oh, yeah. He does like everything. Uh, oh, cool. <laughs> well, have a good night. You do the same. Thanks again. And All right. Give my I'll love to your daughter. Definitely. Bye bye. Goodbye. Bye bye. It's your girl, Nina Capone. You're still here if you were tuned in. That was the one and only Steve Bluestein. Yo, that man is phenomenal. He's been on, you heard him. He's a writer, I mean, a a, a comedian, author. I mean, he's done so much stuff. I have all of his information. He's the author of It's So Hard to Type with a Gun in My Mouth. Make sure you go to industriesradio.com. Find his link. Support this man. He is awesome. You want more information, I will definitely make sure you get that. His Facebook, everything. Check him out. It's all about support, not just here in the Philly area. No, no, no. All over the world, this is what we do, Industries Radio. Your girl, the one and only Nina Capone. You already know how we do this. We're about to end the show. Um, shout out to all. Everybody that tuned in, shout out to everybody that stopped and downloaded. I was going to play a little bit of music, but I think I'm not going to do that. I think we're going to end the show so Steve can grab this and his listeners can grab this and have it nice and clean, no music, no edits on it, do what they want to do. But it looks like I got a caller on the line. I am going to bring the caller in and check out what they got to say. So let's do that before we get off because we got about 15 minutes. Hello, hello. Yo, what's going on, Lady Capone? How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? What's going on? Uh, this is your boy, Jay Bay. What's good with you? Jay Bay. Jay Bay. Did you hear the interview with, with the office? Yes, team? I actually did. Yo, he was hilarious. I actually um, I actually am going to pick up a copy of that book because, you know, we read over here. <laughs> you are going to. And, and Jay, you, I know you, so when I say you are going to crack up, you are not going to be able to put the book down. It's really Hilarious. I mean, you can check out some of his his uh, stand up and everything. I think I have everything posted right on the um site on Industries Radio. So check right. him out, y'all. He is hilarious. He's been on uh everything. I can't. I mean, Comedy right. Central. You name it. He he's hilarious. Like, sound like he's funny. 
down to earth. I mean, you know, right. called in, we chilled, we talked for damn near right. an hour. So that was awesome. So definitely supporting, right. checking out. You know, I don't stand behind just anybody, but I do stand behind everybody. So Right, right. So what's up with you, Mr. J. Bay? Man, you know, everything's good, man. You know, I'm tuning the Industries Radio because I'm really in the streets, and I'm just checking out the radio while I listen to Industries Radio. And um, <laughs> in addition, uh, I do got a uh, do, do got a casting call coming up uh, at Park Ave. You know what I mean? Okay. For all my ladies, you know, they can come on through 18 or older. Uh, Park Ave, um, what's the name of it? It's called Park Ave Banquet Hall? Park Club Park Ave, yeah. Club Park Ave is 4952 Parkside Avenue. Okay. It will be Friday, 7 p.m. So ladies, come out. You know, it's not it's, it's a, a casting call. You know, we we doing a lot of different things over here at J Bay Music Group. So, you know what I'm saying. So we will definitely be uh, looking for actresses, and we got you know something going on with 1800. You know, a whole bunch of other people. You know what I mean. So nice, we definitely nice. be looking for uh, some things going on. Yeah. <clears throat> can Tanina Capone come out? I'm 18. Oh, man, Nana Capone is already there. What are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> she is already there. And, and she wear her all in t-shirt. <laughs> oh, so make, I'm glad I know that. Mm-hmm. Right. So make sure, um, make sure you know what I mean, everybody come check us out. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's real good. It's free food, you know, things of that nature oh, will be free food. in the building. I heard that. Free right, food right. will be in the building. they like, what's the address free. again? You know, you say Yo, free food, the, you got the address the once again is forty nine fifty two forty nine fifty two Parkside Avenue. That's Friday the fourteenth at uh, seven p.m. Yo, I don't know how many applicants we are taking, so you get there early, first come, first serve. I'm all in. Or you're in the way. Or you're in the way. Or you're in the way. Either one. Hey, uh, definitely though. But you know we. We always over at J Bay Music Group. We always checking out in the streets radio. Like that's just what we do. You that's know what love. I mean? Don't you got a show coming up? Oh yeah, definitely. Oh wait, the same night I got a show. Uh, the fourteenth, the same night I got <laughs> the the same night as the cast call. There's a show at the Cave. Uh, that's on uh Belfield Avenue. Hold on, let me get you that direct address. I, I will. I'll be performing there, um, you know what I'm saying, with the unit, the 215 uh, unit. Uh, my man putting that together. You know, tired of these little, uh, you know, these, these uh, janky promoters, you know, they take underground artists and make them, and make them do all kinds of things, pay to perform. Yeah. I've heard of people paying to perform. I heard yeah. of people doing all kinds of nonsense. I mean, I've never done it, but I've heard of people uh, definitely uh, paying to perform. Now, on this show, they got uh, Miss Feisty, Jay Bro, All Purpose, Lift, uh, I can't, I don't Leaf know his Bucks. name. We got Leaf Bucks, right. We got Fess, we got Mimo the, Mimo the Don, Nabi, Michelli, or whatever. Uh, that's Beyond at the cave. Is, uh, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Listen, I went to public school. I can't me. read that well. <laughs> I can't read that well. You know what I mean? I can read. I can't spell. I can count that money, though. Uh, we... We yeah we definitely we gonna be at the cave we gonna be tearing it down that's at thirty six uh three sixty four East Penn Street on Belfield Avenue and that started at eight thirty to two a.m. the uh the casting call to if you if you smooth enough let me see how much grind you got in you you know if you smooth enough you can hit both entities you know what I mean uh, we will definitely be at Parks Ave definitely will be at Park Ave. Uh, seven o'clock. So yeah, any models, actresses, this uh, the casting call that we're calling for. It really, it really requires actresses as well as just models. Like you just can't look good. We're not looking for the shaky booty girl. If, if that's who you are, I mean, you can come out too. But Darn. that's not what we look. That's not what we looking for with this video. You know what I mean? Right, right. Pure um, talent, yeah, real 49th. talent, real talent. Real talent, right. we looking for actresses because there's movies coming up. There's a lot of different things coming up that, you know, the Philly, the Philly. Uh, you know, I'm reaching out to the tri-state area, Philly, Delaware, and Jersey. So we right there, you know what I mean? We we right there for y'all. This is for y'all. It ain't for me because I can get all the stuff I want, but this is for y'all. So definitely come check us out, 4952 Parkside Avenue. That's at 7 p.m. Then once you get there, you know, Jay Bay, you know, he missed the grind hard. He he going right from there, right to the show. <clears throat> I'm sorry, at three sixty four East Penn Street on Belfield Avenue. 
you know what I mean, at the cave. So y'all definitely come out. Uh, Union 215 will definitely be in the building. You know, shout Capone. out to my man. Uh, shout out to Nina Capone. Shout out to Montana Black. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, everybody making this thing happen, man. You know, we out here trying to get it, you know. And, I mean, well, we ain't trying. We getting it. I don't know what they doing. But, uh <laughs> I'm, I'm all in. That, that. Look, that's my new saying. Yeah, I'm you just in the all way. in. Or <laughs> well, you in the all way. If you ain't all in, you all in the way. All you know that's way. just how that goes. But definitely, Nina Capone. Oh, shout out, shout out to my man Chingo the Great too. I definitely uh, get at me because you know the number. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, we we definitely here though. And, um, you know what I mean. Union Two Fifteen will be in the building. Uh, we will be doing this. Uh, it's actually two shows. This show. Uh, the 14th, and then, then there's another show the the following week. So you know what I mean. You come out, it, it it'll be it'll be it'll be extravaganza, man. You know, a real extravaganza. And that's what it's about. It's about the artist understanding their, you know, and understanding your worth as an artist. And right. I ain't going to go heavy right, into it, but it's been a movement of mine, as, you know, as Jay Bay already know. And uh, most of my yeah, listeners I'm already I'm know. All in. This is what we <laughs> do. We try to make it so, so artists understand their worth. Like, don't be used out here. Don't get yourself all frustrated. Because right. right now, I'm seeing a lot of angry-ass rappers. Like, why are you angry? Don't be angry. You know what I mean? Stop letting people take advantage of you. And that's, you know, we, we, we always have right. conversation, Jay Bay, but, you know, it is what it right. is. Right, and but, another, thing, another thing is I understand, I understand, like, one thing for certain, two things for sure. If you don't believe in yourself, ain't nobody else going to believe in you. And if you don't invest in yourself, nobody else will invest in you. But some of these promoters are getting away with, like, call, like what kills me is that, like, I run a studio. Everybody knew I run a recording studio, corner office studios. What happens is that you find rappers, you find rappers, they'll pay to perform. They'll pay a, a, a promoter to perform at a show, but they don't even want to pay for studio time. Like, right, right. That, don't, that just don't make no sense. Like, I know us as rappers, we have a lot of different expenses. Like, and, and, and you to get me to perform at your show, like, like I mean, you know, I ain't saying I'm Lil Wayne or nobody, but, you know, if, if I'm performing somewhere, it's at least, and then, you know, I bring them out. You know, right, at, at right. least, yeah. at least, at least, you, I'm gonna have 50, 50, 60 people in your venue just there, just cause I said so. Not, right, not, right. not cause they coming with me, just cause I say so. You and as I mean? a promoter myself, I can say that his people will pay. There's nobody trying to get in free or nah, trying to say, "Hey, nah. I'm with, I'm with J Bay." Okay. Right, they say, right. I'm with no, they, they come, they pay, they like, oh, how much is it? We, we, we all in. You know what I mean? Right, and, right. and like team all them, you know, we we bring them out. So my only thing is, my only thing is with these promoters, I'm bringing you fifty people, sixty people. If you charging ten dollars a head, that's six hundred you just put in your pocket. You couldn't right. pay me nothing, right? Nothing. Sixty dollars, sixty dollars, a hundred dollars, something. When I when I come through a venue, I'm, and this is this is note to all artists, yo, because um with with in conjunction with Union two two fifteen, I will be throwing events and showcases. Um, when you perform just as a professional courtesy to whoever's throwing the venue, yo. Don't expect to get 10, 15 people in free. Just you, the people that's on stage with you. Like, when I come, I come with people on stage, which is two people, and a cameraman. That's it. And myself. Everybody else is with me pays. Everybody. You know what I mean? So so just a, just a, just a, just a little... Uh, a little uh, heads up to these artists out here to think that they need 50 and 60 people on stage with them. If you got 50 and 60 people on stage with you, nobody in the crowd knows your song. Who's going to sing along with you besides the people on the stage? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? I, but I, definitely, I man, I'm, I'm I'm getting ready to get up out of here, though. But one thing, make sure y'all come out, you know what I'm saying, 4952 Parkside Avenue for the casting call, all models and actresses. I don't want no dudes coming up there with, taking their shirt off, talking about, can I be in the video? Nah, nah, we ain't on that time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All my ladies, all my ladies in the tri-state area, y'all make sure y'all come out and support. And then after y'all finish doing that, shoot right on over to the cave, yo, and come check your boy do his thing on stage. Uh, and, and, and really support all the artists that will be up there. Everybody name who I just messed up. Make sure that you <laughs> make sure you come out to support them as well. You know what I'm saying? Nina Capone will definitely be in the building. No uh, she will definitely be at the cave. Uh, so y'all make sure y'all come out, man. Um, you know, everything, everything looking real good. Everything is great. 
you know what I mean? We over here HD, you know what I'm saying? Pay-per-view, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> all day, all day. Well, that's my cue. Jay Bay took us all the way to 759. That's why I love him. <laughs> Ten seconds remaining. I'm about to be up out of here. One thing, everybody that's tuning in, that's listening to me at all times, may not be tonight, may not be tomorrow, yeah, whatever. I, I, I appreciate all the love and support. And, Jay, I holler at you on the other side. I'm about to get my hair all done up so, you know, I can be all up in the video and everything, my shirt on. You know. You know how I do. It's your girl, Nina Capone. Thanks again. I'm out of here. Holler at me. Check out the site, www.inthestreetsradio.com. You already know. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.